Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about myths, urban legends, conspiracies, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is I'm going to tell three stories, two of which are from people online that claim that these stories are true and one that is completely made up. It is up to my guests and everyone listening at home to try and figure out which story is the lie. Today's first guest has two friends who just announced that they are pregnant. Sorry, Ryan, I'm taking your intro to uh, announce and congratulate Tom and Katie Heinlein on uh, the fact that they are having a child. Oh, snap. Oh, no. Congratulations. Oh, my God. All right. I just want to say that Tom and Katie are going to be the greatest parents ever. They really are. Yes. They really are. No, every, incredible. Of every person that we know, they are the ones that should be having a baby. Yeah. This is like the way the universe should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to put that in there, but I didn't know congrats. how else to, so uh, congrats, guys. Uh, today's second guest is lactose intolerant, but only sometimes, my brother, Christopher Manella. Only sometimes. Ooh. Ryan, get that away from me. <laughs> no, actually, I can drink that, but some of the things I can't. Yeah, some things his stomach is bothered by and other things it's just magically not bothered by. Wow. We'll never understand it. Today's third <laughs> guest is the EXE master. Austin Murphy. Uh, uh, you know, there is a there is a small caveat here, though. Um, he's the EXE master on YouTube, but he doesn't actually know what EXE even means. I don't. That's controversial. <laughs> I do not. I just make good stuff. He just got canceled. <laughs> Wait. Oh, never mind. For those confused, Austin has a YouTube channel where his stuff has been blowing up recently. He's been making .exe videos on the game Pokemon Unite. And um, I said one day, Austin, I gotta ask... What does .exe even mean? And he's like, I gotta be honest, I don't know, but it's working for me, so I'm just doing it. <laughs> he just, he's like, I just saw other people doing it, I'm following suit, um, and, and here we are. Here we are, here we are. And I think he literally were like, I'm glad, because I really wanted to know, uh, what does this mean? Yeah. And he just like, didn't tell you. <laughs> I was so excited to finally get my answer. It's okay, well, when you find out, let me know too. <laughs> well, regardless- If um, anyone out there knows, please <laughs> let us all know in the comments below. As far as we've gathered, it's just like some sort of it's like meme videos I yeah, guess. just like, like edited like meme stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah boy okay guys so today we are talking about one of my personal favorite topics that we've discussed so far today we are talking about skinwalker ranch now ranch? skinwalker ranch <laughs> ranch dressing it's yeah, not it's not what you think it is we're not necessarily talking about skinwalkers it's located in utah yonita it's about a 480 acre ranch and this place has had some of the strangest paranormal activity that has ever been seen. There's weird sightings from alien sightings there, paranormal sightings, there are strange lights, there's cattle mutilations. It's called Skinwalker Ranch because people believe that this is the spot where skinwalkers originally come from and they must have done something to the land and now it's like a hotbed for paranormal activity. But, the craziest stories come from the 1990s when a family named the Gormans moved in there. And their stories and their eyewitness accounts are so credible that even the government confirms that these things are real. They have actually sent a real scientific research team known as NIDS, which is National Institute of Discovery Science, to go in and research this exact location but they have really seen these things and they want to go like undisclosed so they use fake names while doing this research so they still stay credible as scientists with that being said if you guys have any thoughts feel free how did a family move in there 
This well, place isn't like closed off to the government? No, no, no. Uh, many families have lived in this spot over time. It wasn't until that family in that all of these things really started being recorded. They're the ones who brought this up to the government and the government decided, you guys are right. We see these things happening too. This could be an actual national security threat. We need to have a research team come and stay here and actually, uh, you know, look into this. Are you guys ready to hear story number one? Tove, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready, Austin? I do believe so. Ryan, are you ready? I am ready. Anthony, are you ready? I am so ready. Story number one. So the father of the house, his name is Tom, Tom Gorman. One night in 1994, he's outside with his two kids. They're tending to their cattle, so on and so forth. When in the distance, they see a wolf. Now, it's just strolling through, and they're super confused by this, but they're not too scared. As it starts to get a little bit closer, they realize that this thing is about three times larger than the size of a normal wolf. In fact, the better look that they get at it, they realize this thing more closely resembles the dire wolf, which has been extinct for over 10,000 years. So they just think, all right, maybe it's just a really large wolf. This thing gets so close to them that they're able to pet it. And they do just that. They are petting this thing. It looks right into Tom's eyes. And Tom notices that this thing has icy blue eyes. He's never seen anything like this. And his eyes look more like they're looking through him, not at him. So while he's in the middle of petting this thing, all of a sudden, this thing just darts away from him and goes right after one of their cattle. It clenches its jaw on the cattle's head and neck. Tom and the kids start freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh. The kids run over to the wolf and start kicking it. Tom takes out his weapon and shoots the thing right in the chest. And the thing is still unfazed. He shoots it two more times in the chest. It seems unfazed still by the bullets. However, it does let go of the cattle. It turns and it looks right at the family. And Tom goes to one of his kids and he says, get a bigger weapon. They get a bigger weapon out there and he shoots two large chunks of flesh right off of this thing. And the thing sprints off into the woods. Tom and one of his kids are following its footsteps, chasing after it. And for about 60 yards, they can see the footsteps and then the footsteps magically end. They just disappear and there's no trace of the wolf anywhere above them. They're really confused. They go back to examine the pieces of flesh that they shot off of this thing and they swear that these pieces of flesh smell like this thing has been dead for years. This thing has been rotting for so long. A few days later, Tom's wife Ellen is outside. She also sees this huge wolf in the distance. She calls the local police station and she's like, hey, there's this really large wolf. Can you guys come remove it from our property? And the police say, oh, that's impossible. There, there aren't wolves in your area. The police told her that the last wolf in the area was killed in 1929. That is the end of story number one. Discuss. Since when do the police keep a log <laughs> of all the animals that they kill? Since when do the police even go out and kill the animals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes no, no sense. Weird. Like I said, I'm I'm buying it as one of the real stories. Also, there was a lot of like uh, 
like weird minor details like the eyes yeah the icy blue eyes that feel like they're staring through him maybe that's a common feeling maybe it's paralysis could be story number two so tom has a nephew who lives in the city he's a city boy and his nephew dave's parents wanted him to go stay with tom for a little bit for what they considered a quote-unquote toughen up visit Right, they wanted to give him a little bit of a taste of the farm life. So one of the things that Tom knew that Dave was afraid of was the dark. So Tom said, you know what? We're gonna take Dave for a walk tonight. We're gonna show him that there's nothing to be afraid of out there. Nature is a beautiful thing. Appreciate everything, appreciate the nighttime. However, people that live in Utah have told Tom specifically, do not go walking out at night. Weird things happen around here. But Tom loved his nighttime strolls so much that he decided, I don't care, I'm not giving up my nighttime strolls. So Tom, Dave, and one of Tom's sons go out and take their nighttime walk. They're walking. This is when they see two lights out in the distance, and it looks like headlights from an RV. Tom has had so many issues with trespassers recently. He's not having this. He's fed up with this. So he says to the two boys, guys, Go scout ahead, please. Tell them that they cannot be here. Go with them. It's your branch. Oh, he does. He's he so walks, weird. He walks, but they like run ahead of him. Oh, okay. either way, you don't send your little nephew and son right? to go encounter the strange light, uh, especially in the distance. At night from strangers. Like I said, yeah, Tom is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh. maybe Tom's made. behind all of this. Points Sorry. were made. Points were made. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Tom's behind all of this. <laughs> Which one? Um. Oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So many layers So the two boys are heading out And as soon as they start Heading towards this RV The headlights start moving backwards Now Tom is like Hold on a second They are way too far away from the RV for The RV to have seen them So is it just a coincidence that this thing happens to be moving back At the same time Or did they actually see the two boys So Tom runs ahead with them and they're all super confused and they're watching this thing move backwards. And now the grounds that they're on is not smooth. It's a bumpy terrain. So you should be seeing the headlights bouncing up and down. But these lights are moving backwards so perfectly and so smoothly as if it's gliding. They keep observing this thing and the lights then move up and over something as if it just levitated a little bit. So they're like, what the heck was that? And they get to that spot and they see that there's a fence there, that this thing has just like went over the fence. They keep their eyes on those lights though. And they realize, all right, this thing is hitting the end here. There's a bunch of trees. There's no way they're gonna be able to go through the trees. We're gonna be able to catch them there. That's when this thing raises 50 feet up off the ground over all of the trees. And Tom and the two boys realize that this thing is no RV. It's an oblong shape. It's kind of shaped like a refrigerator. It's got lights on it, and then it just darts off and disappears into the night sky. Now, this is some time later, weeks later. Ellen had a very similar experience. She claimed to have seen something that looked the same. However, she was a little closer than Tom and the boys were, and she swears that she saw some sort of figure inside of the ship, some sort of alien or something, actually get up and walk over to another part of the ship before the ship darted away. 
And that is the end of story number two. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. That's what I wanted to say, and that's what I thought of. Because there was talking about, the lights don't make any sense when I'm going to give you this theory, but go on. Just listen. Hear me out. It's the Flying Dutchman. Going back, it's levitating. It flies <laughs> over stuff. It just makes sense to me. So that's what I thought of it. Then he said the fridge kind of threw it off a little bit. But then he said ship again. And it made me think again. It's the Flying Dutchman ship. Sorry, that's what I had to say. That's such a funny comparison. <laughs> that's really what I thought the whole time when she started saying it was levitating. I was like, ooh. I'm going to assume my audience knows who the Flying Dutchman is. But if you don't, um, yeah, Flying Dutchman is an old SpongeBob character. I'm sure a lot of people already know that. But So... My initial thought is that this one is more likely to be fake than the first one. I do agree. I think this one, like the first one, had a ton of very specific details. And this one didn't really have all that much. It was just all about the lights and moving back and moving up and moving up again and back. And, and the lights don't make any sense if you think about it. Yeah. Well, how, how, when have you ever driven at night with your lights on and not seeing something obstructing your vision, no matter how far it is? You know what I mean? That's literally the only thing casting a shadow so it's like oh yeah they were really far away how would the lights have seen them it's like like if you could see the ship the lights would see you yeah mm-hmm. that's true also the nephew Maybe he's the alien coming from the city true we start talking about that that's Dave. yeah that needs to be brought up that was a really <laughs> weird weird whole intro to that story we're gonna toughen up my nephew yeah. no <laughs> send him to the ranch <laughs> Especially when he's heard scary things about the ranch. Like yeah. How evil. And then, the, and then the uncle's just like, my nephew's afraid of the dark. Time to toughen him up and take him into the dark. <laughs> and then the whole neighborhood's like, hey, yo, Tom, I told you, stop going on those walks, man. And he's like, nah, I gotta show my nephew. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now thinking about that whole intro, I really don't know if number two is the fake story. Uh, uncle Tom, so please. I don't, I don't think that'll be a good they idea. Said, they just said don't go out there, Uncle Tom. <laughs> I almost wish I told the story the way you guys are telling. <laughs> it's just way better that way. Um, that's besides the point. Are you guys ready to play a little mini game? Yeah, we are. Oh, oh yeah. I'm ready. All right. So I am going to give you guys a bunch of paranormal acronyms, right? I'm going to give you the letters for what these paranormal acronyms actually stand for. You guys have to guess what they stand for. Now, I know that there's literally no way you guys are going to get these right. The point of the game is kind of just to see what fun things you guys come up with oh, for yeah. each of these okay. acronyms. And then I'll tell you what they really are. Um, the brain. Ready? So the first one. Let's see if any of you guys are paying attention. NIDS. The oh. scientific research team that is... Oh, I got it. It's National. National. Institute. Institute. Nectar. Discovering, discovery Discovering Science. Discovery Science. Discovery Science. National science Institute something. Discovery Science. Yeah, that's it. That is what it was. You guys got it. Good yeah. job. All right. A-A-T-I-P. A-A-T-I-P. These are all some sort of paranormal acronym. Atomic. Artificial Automated. Arta, artificial alien, alien, aliens definitely one of the A's. Artificial alien or no automated alien? No. What is it? A A T I P. And they're all paranormal stuff. Yep. One of the A's has got to be alien. Alien alliance. Okay, maybe alliance. Alien association. Alien association. Transporting. Alien anonymous. Intergalactic people. Whoa. I like it. What it actually <laughs> stands for is Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. It has to do with aliens. Yeah, yes. both, for sure. You guys are very close. <laughs> we got it right. Move okay. Yeah. I actually I actually have a feeling that you guys will maybe get some of this one right. All right, ready? M-U-F-O-N. <laughs> M-U-F-O-N? Yep. Mufon? Mm. Um, 
Monsters University. <laughs> Monsters United. <laughs> guys, this Model? there's literally United. something in there that I know you guys know. What? Model? Listen, listen to the M -U? acronym. MUFON. M U F O N. F O N. F U N. Fun. Guys, the middle three. M U. Oh my God. UFO. UFO. Unidentified. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Let's take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh my God, guys. The middle three. UFO. <laughs> How did I not see that? Oh yeah, let's just edit out everything else. <laughs> Ryan is carrying. <laughs> he was like, move on. M-U-F-O-N. And I was like, F-U-N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was so funny. I'm like, guys, there's three specifically in a row. And you took the last three. Not and not even out. the correct last. I know. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. But an unidentified flying object in the middle. Motorized, it's unidentified flying words. object, mega, neuron, neurodivergent. I don't know. Mewtwo, more Pico. All right, you guys are close. Are you close? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the closest guess is probably Mewtwo. Oh. Um, it actually stands for Mutual Unidentified Flying Object Network. Oh. Mewtwo, oh. Mutual. I was close. It was close. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> In other words, Ryan, does your back hurt? You're just carrying, just carrying. this team. You know, carrying. What's, what's funny is my back actually does hurt from working out the other day. So, uh, wow. yeah. All right. This next one is really, really fun. PBS. You know, like PBS Kids. What's funny is I don't even know what that stands for. <laughs> Me neither. Actually, I do. Peanut butter sandwich. She puts EXE on there. We're screwed. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, par paranormal. Correct. These words are fairly simple. Boat. <laughs> what? Paranormal boat. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. <laughs> Can you give us some sort of a uh, like hint? Brick. Paranormal brick. Bentley. Bentley. <laughs> some think that the paranormal exists. Some don't. The people. Believer. Who, yes. Paranormal believer. Paranormal belief. Belief. Blank. What's the last letter? S. Syndrome. System. Is it easy or hard? Sanction. Christopher, you're so close. Is it easy or hard? Sanatorium? It's a simple word. I have no idea. It's something that I have in my house. You stand on this thing. Seat. Seat. You Steph. sit on them. You stand on a seat? <laughs> All the time. So glad scale. you followed me up scale. with that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Paranormal Ooh. belief scale. Paranormal Look who's carrying now. <laughs> Apparently there's like a scale on, uh, on how to rank how believable something is. Um. Kind of cool. Okay. R.I.P. Ryan. Correct. Keep going. Okay. Um, Wait, correct? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Record? Record? Recorded? Uh, you're very close. Rhinoceros. What do you, what do you do when you're recording something? Like, oh, let me do blank so I can record my results. Remy. Research. Research. Oh, okay. Research. Investigation. Yes. Ooh. And what's the P? Providence. Policy. Guys, you know the people. P. Research investigation. You know the P. Not Papers. People. Nope. Paper. Um, Association. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know. Research <laughs> investigation. Specific. You've said the P. Uh, paranormal? Yes. No. Paranormal. <laughs> Research investigation paranormal? Let's <laughs> cut the part with Ryan. Why does that sound so weird? Research investigation paranormal. Research yeah, it doesn't and investigation of the paranormal. Oh, but the they simplify. Oh. Yep. They don't use the articles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I would have known if you didn't yeah. <laughs> leave out the article. It's just R I O I O. <laughs> R I O R I T. All right. This last one is very, very simple. I think you guys are going to get it. S C E P C O P. Con 
containment breach. SCP. What does SCP even stand for? Something containment it's, it's breach. Skep. Or skep. Containment cop. something. Skep what? Cop. I can't. I wish I could see it. S C O P. All right. The C is containment. Is nope. it? It, can someone read it to me one more time? Slowly? This one is like I know I, I was obviously kidding when I said this one was simple. Can you read it to me slowly? S. Okay. C. Okay. E. Okay. P. Okay. C. Okay. O. Okay. P. Jesus Christ, it's already gone. Scientific. Scientific. And then next is C. Like a group of people. Community. You're so close. Commit. Committee. Yeah. Com okay. Communism. Oh. Scientific. <laughs> scientific no. committee. Two, the next letter is an E. One thing in here you guys are definitely never gonna get. <laughs> is it the E? Um, it's the P. Exfoliate. Exfoliate? Not exfoliate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just exfoliate my skin real quick while Ex I'm doing paranormal research. Extraterrestrial? Uh, this is like another sciencey word. Experimental? Experiment. Close. Um, examine. Very close. Extract. Second letter is a V in that in that word. Evaluate. Uh, yes. Oh, nice job, Tove. Christopher's on a roll right I now. I just need one hint and I'll get every word. Here's a cooker. Okay. Scientific. Scientific committee to evaluate. The next part's kind of complicated. The P is uh is kind of two words in one. Para is the first part. Well, that's the second P. There's two P. Oh, it's top. It ends. This, the last P is paranormal. Yeah. Um, so this one is. So you're missing. Probability. Is the P silent? Yes. Pneumonia, whatever. Pneumonic. No. What is the word? What is I that? Shopped. What is the P word? Pterodactyl. What is the what's the P word that says the P silent? The mono ultra microscope. Christopher's on a roll right yeah, now. Yeah, that was good. Oh, pseudo uh, pseudo. Yes. Oh wow. Pseudo. Oh yeah. What's the second half of that? Science. Uh, wait. It's an S word. You're very close. Pseudo. I don't. I'm not sure if I believe in ghosts. Oh, skepticism. Skeptic. Yep. Pseudo skeptic. And then what's the C? This is the last thing you need. All right, wait, can you say the whole Communal thing so far of what we have? Scientific committee to evaluate pseudo-skeptic blank of the paranormal. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Copies? No, it's like, um... I think Ryan has it. Continuum. It, no, it's like when you're when you're arguing something, like... Like if someone left um, a comment... Yeah. ...that they thought was them being helpful, and usually it's not. Counterintuitive? They're they're giving constructive criticism. Criticism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was I was on it. I just couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Scientific committee to evaluate pseudo skeptic criticism of the paranormal. We killed it. You guys did pretty well, actually. I expected a lot worse. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> because I don't think I would have done as well as you guys did, and I really think most of it comes down to Christopher, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I was like, is the P silent? Yeah. yeah. That, uh, what made you even think that? Usually P words that are big are the P is silent. We are going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, we are going to get into story number three. We will be right back. And we are back. All right, guys, are you ready to hear story number three? Yep. Story number three. It was the fall of 1966. I love fall. Tom and Ellen DeGeneres were sitting outside. <laughs> sorry. I couldn't hear. Online, I just it's Ellen DeGeneres. It is weird because the other one's 94. I'm sorry. And the year 19, between was 65. Yeah. 1996. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, you said 66. Yeah. It's the fall of 1996. Tom and his wife Ellen were sitting outside. It's an evening, and they just wanted to enjoy some peaceful time on the ranch. They can see all their cattle from here. And then they realize that their cattle seems to be frightened by something. They're all scared. They look up, and they see this really strange, like, blue glowing orb 
flying in the sky above them. This blue glowing orb gets closer and closer to the cattle. It's moving its way down. And as it gets closer, the cattle don't seem to be afraid anymore. They just seem to be annoyed by it. But the fear seems to have just completely dissipated. Now, Tom and Ellen are so confused. They're like, what is that thing? This orb zips over to Tom and Ellen, like light speed fast. And it's about 20 yards away from them. They're staring at it. And Tom and Ellen now have this immense feeling of dread come over their body. Tom said he's never felt anything like this. He thought that his body was about to seize. He thought he was having a seizure. Ellen pulls out a flashlight to shine it at this blue glowing orb and get a better look at it, right? What they can make out is that it's night. It's nighttime. But it's glowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's glowing. <laughs> well, well, what they discover is that this glow is coming from a strange blue liquid inside of this orb. The orb is bigger than a baseball, but smaller than a basketball. And the liquid inside looks like it's boiling. And they can hear like a crackling noise coming from the liquid. So she pulls out her flashlight, like I said, and she goes to shine the light at him. This thing darts out of the way of the light. And then it eventually just moves past away into the trees where it can no longer be seen. So it disappears for a little bit, but it comes back later. And Tom says, all right, I don't know what this thing is, but I've had enough of this thing. So what he does is- He always says enough. <laughs> takes out his weapon. <laughs> no, he takes out his son. <laughs> okay. No, this time his weapon is three dogs. He lets his three dogs off of their leashes and he lets them go chase after this thing. This thing must be aware because it's like it's teasing them. It's moving up and down. So the dogs are jumping at it and it's moving up and not letting them grab it. It starts to slowly move backwards and the dogs keep following it. The dogs are keep barking at it. It moves into the trees out of sight of the Gormans and the dogs follow it into the trees. Next thing they know, the barking turns into three sharp yells of pain. Tom sat there waiting for the dogs to return for two hours what? and they never came back. What an owner. What kind of a dog owner? Right? Didn't even go to look for his dogs. He's just like, oh, I don't know. That sounded <laughs> pretty bad. I guess I'll just wait for a few hours. <laughs> he went to bed the next morning because he didn't want to go out into the woods in the middle of the night and search for this thing. I would for Shaggy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Tom didn't want to. Uh, why didn't he just send his son? <laughs> <laughs> he goes out the next morning to see what he can find, and he can't find anything at all. All he sees are these three little burnt patches on the grass in the forest with this weird, black, greasy, like, messy-looking stuff in the middle of these circles, and the smell of burnt flesh. Never found his dogs, never saw that orb. That is the end of story number three. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss... Go. So two of these stories were a lot more similar than the third other story. Because the third story 100%. had the killings of burnt animals. Flesh. The first one and the third one both did. The, the second one didn't have anything flesh. dying. The smell of burnt flesh. Um, the third one made me think, honestly, um, for video game fans out there, Legend of Zelda with the blue thing like flying around. Maybe that would be like a human element that somebody added into the story for me to believe that the third one is fake. Because it feels like to me, what I thought is based on like the first one being real, 
The third one seems like it's kind of copy the first one. Like, oh, well, let's get the flesh in. Let's get the blue one. Let's get the animals in. You know what I mean? That's what it made it feel like for me. So the third one was trying to be a cheap copy of the first one. I don't know if it's that similar, honestly, to use that comparison this mm-hmm. time around. I think these stories were kind of like very different all around. I think normally there's a lot of like clear similarities the last couple times, but like I really don't think there's clear similarities. I think story one was vastly different with the whole wolf thing. And story two was very different with the weird lights in the forest. Uh, I'm going to recap all three and refresh your memories real quick. And then I'll give you guys some time to discuss. So story number one, Tom and his kids see a wolf out comes over, they realize this thing is huge, it resembles more of something that's been extinct. They pet it, it starts attacking one of their cattle, they shoot at it, they shoot two chunks of flesh off of it, and the flesh smells like it's already been a dead creature. The thing vanishes, its footprints vanish, so on and so forth. Story number two, Tom's nephew came to visit. He was going for a toughen up visit. That's what they like to call it. He realized his uh, his nephew was afraid of the dark, so he takes him out in the middle of the night with his son for a stroll. They see some headlights. The thing starts levitating over a fence. It then levitates over some trees. They realize this thing is no RV. This thing is some weird oblong refrigerator-shaped-looking thing, and it darts off and disappears into the sky. Story number three, Tom and his wife are out on their porch. There's a blue glowing orb, goes up to their cattle, goes up to them. It's boiling. It's got uh, some sort of weird liquid inside. Disappears onto the woods, comes back later, grabs the attention of their dogs. Tom lets them go attack it. They never get to attack it. Instead, it attacks them. Those are your three stories. I'm going to give you guys some time to make your final decision. Go. I think from like hearing that and thinking of them, I feel like story number three is the most likely fake one. What do you think, Austin? I agree. Okay. Three or two, in my opinion. So initially, like I was on two when it was told, but then once we talked about, how, once we brought back up the whole beginning thing with the nephew, like, mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. Yeah, you're really just outing yourself if you wrote that as a fake. Number three, I think, has less detail. The only details that really stood out in three were the liquid of the orb boiling, and the, yeah. um, the, yeah, the boiling and, like, bigger than a baseball, smaller than a basketball, mm-hmm. but, like, really weren't any, like, wild details there. Or that the dog's ashes, too. Like, just being black spots where they were. I guess if yeah. they were vaporized or something. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, anything too specific. That was just, like, obviously stating that the dogs were, like... Well, I mean, it could be, like, bones or something, but instead it's, like, these are vaporized. Yeah. Like, so that's that. that's the only description I would notice. But I do agree. I think it's the third one, honestly. Yeah, I'm feel? good with that. I think that all the stories were, like, really good. And it's definitely not easy. But, like, my gut feeling is saying three. Guys, I'm gonna need an answer. Okay, want to just do it? Yeah. I trust them. Uh, yeah, I don't really uh, have a feeling for any of the stories. You're locking in story number three? Yep. Yep, we're locking it in. He seems so dejected. It's Guys, really it's time for me to say my favorite sentence. Would you believe me if I told you this episode has a twist? Oh, God. Another twist? Did we lose? I f- <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I figured that this game was getting too easy. So I thought we would- uh, Excuse me. I thought we'd up the difficulty. And believe it or not, um, you may have gotten it right, but you may not have. You have three more stories on the same topic to listen to next week, and you're going to choose one fake story out of six. You may oh not have God. even heard the fake story this week. You may have. But you'll have Bro. to find out in episode two of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, Anthony, I don't want to weed week. <laughs> so, um. No. It feels like a loss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a loss. Not a loss yet. You don't know. 
You don't know. With that being said, you get two guesses. Nope. All right. <laughs> it's just I I just really wanted to have a very very difficult episode because you guys have been winning so much recently. Have we? No. <laughs> I just thought this would just be a fun way to make you guys even more mad. Bob oh, is mad. Second. Wait a second. Wait a second. My hair looked bad. <laughs> there is a right answer. It's not like I'm not gonna at the end of it episode might not even two. Be any of these. But now we're expected to remember these stories going into the next part. Yeah, I'm going a to a whole uh, week later. That, yo, 156 hours or something. I'm going to retell everything. So for those of you who want to know the answer, you're gonna have to find out next week with them. So come back. Make sure you subscribe on both our podcast devices and on our YouTube, so this way you don't miss when part two gets posted. And next week's stories, if you thought this week was crazy, we barely scratched the surface. Next week's stories are absolutely insane, and they wow. involve the scientific research team that's funded by the government. Nids. Nids, correct. Thank you guys so much for playing. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed, please give it a like, leave a comment down below letting us know what you thought. And don't forget to send me in your own stories. Then make sure to send them into truemythsonelie@gmail.com or to my Instagram at call235, whichever you prefer. That is about it. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week for the answer to Skinwalker Ranch. Bye, guys.